Ready? You are about to find out the best question to ask yourself to help you lose weight in a way that feels good. Hi, I'm Clarinda, and you are listening to the Feel Light Mind and Body Podcast, created for women like you. Women who are experiencing success in so many areas of life, but are struggling with weight loss, stress eating, and decreased energy. Losing weight can feel hard, heavy, and restrictive. That's why every week I will be offering you a different perspective, tips, encouragement, and a unique approach so that you can feel lighter in your mind and body rather than feeling deprived, frustrated, or discouraged. What if you could feel free yet in control around food for the rest of your life? What if you could enjoy your experience of losing weight and getting healthier? You absolutely can. You're in the right place. Take this time for yourself and let's dive in. Hello, my friend. Today, it's a snow day in eastern Canada. Freezing rain is happening now, so I definitely want to get this recorded in case we lose power. However, as soon as I hit record, the snowblower next door started up. So hopefully you're not hearing this because I'm going for it. Those in the sunny south, I know you've just experienced a lot of rain. So hopefully, wherever you are cozied up, or maybe you're out embracing the beauty of nature, depending on when you're listening to this, you are ready to find out the best question to ask yourself in order to lose weight. It's not, how many calories should I eat in a day? Or, how long do I need to exercise? It's not, what supplement will make me lose weight? Or, how do I get more willpower? So what do you think it is? There are many great questions that will empower you rather than disempower you. But let me share the one that always works for myself and my clients when we pause long enough to intentionally ask. But first, let's get clear that what your brain will automatically offer you are questions like these. What's wrong with me? Why can't I do this when others can? Why can't I stick to what I say? How did I let myself get to this size? And statements like this, I can't trust myself. I'm a hopeless case. I just love food too much. I have no willpower left. I give up. Life is short and I want to eat all the cookies and drink all the wine. Usually that is accompanied by some other self-deprecating humor. Pause and think about what your automatic narrative is in your head. Once you know what it is, you probably will realize that there's no upside to these automatic thoughts. They are disempowering and not supportive. They might be funny at the moment, but usually at your future self's expense. Your future self is the one who you will become from the thoughts and actions you have and take today. That is why this compassionate and empowering question is so important if you want to lose weight in a way that feels honest, loving, and light. Think about what you would ask someone you care about when they are struggling with something and you want to be supportive. You ask it to get clear to see how you can help. Are you ready for it? I think I need a drum roll sound or something right now, but I believe you're leaning in and you're ready for it. The best question to ask yourself to help you lose weight in a way that feels good is, what do I really need? You might know right away, or you might need to explore a bit more. At this moment, when I think I want another glass or handful, what am I really seeking? Is it comfort when I'm feeling sad? 
Am I looking for a quick hit of pleasure? Am I doing it as entertainment because I'm bored? Am I seeking relief after a stressful day or simply feeling exhausted? And if you're comfortable doing so and not driving, place one hand on your belly and one hand on your heart while closing your eyes to center yourself and ask again, what do I really need? Allow yourself to be totally honest and be committed to finding out what is underlying. Your automatic thought might be food, alcohol, or buy something. If so, ask yourself, how long will that better feeling last if you indulge in what your mind is suggesting? After having it, will you feel like you then need more? Is this helpful and supportive of you reaching your weight loss goal in order to be healthier and feel better in your clothes and birthday suit? Then with patience, lovingly ask yourself again, what do I really need? You are getting closer. You are increasing your awareness. You are clearing up some brain fog. And also do a sound check on your tone. Is it one you would use with someone you love? If not, adjust it. Ruth Woodworth has been one of my one-on-one clients, as well as a graduate of the Feel Light Mind and Body program. With permission, I use her takeaway in my free masterclass that, by the way, if you are listening to this episode the week it's released, then you can still register for tonight, Tuesday, January 17th, or Thursday, January 19th. Check the link in the description for your local time and to save your seat. And if you can't attend live, just know that all registrants will receive the replay and the special offer at the end. And I have it set up to be anonymous, so you can feel comfortable asking anything. Okay, so back to Ruth. She said, this right here is one of the tools I have in my tool belt, and I've been using to continue to lose weight. It is pausing and asking myself one of the key questions like, is this what I really want right now? Then answering honestly, yes, and then adding, but what do I want more? That has been so empowering. So as you can see, there are many supportive ways to direct our thoughts, which create our feelings of desire and drive our actions. The majority of the time we take action because of how we feel, even though sometimes choosing to do an action will produce the feeling we want. But that's for another podcast. If we feel hopeful, we are more apt to do something that supports our true desire. If we feel discouraged or unsupported, we will be more apt to give in to doing what we have said we didn't want to do anymore. And the vicious, disempowering cycle continues. This is just one example of some of the tactics and tools I teach in the 12-week Feel Light Mind and Body program that starts again this coming Monday. It's not a one-and-done thing. You've probably had years of practicing what has been modeled or repeated from your automatic default mode. A great byproduct of learning and practicing these skills is you can use them for other circumstances in your life. I am right now. So I decided to talk about this with you today while it was fresh, instead of the topic I had penciled into my planner. Last week, I had to say goodbye to my sweet karma kitty of 11 years. Beautiful, black, shiny hair and gorgeous turquoise eyes. Scared of everyone and almost everything except my daughter and me. I knew it would be hard, but I didn't anticipate the intensity of the pain I felt. 
You know, when you ball your eyes out so hard that your head hurts and your gut feels sick? Yep, that was me. I felt lost and the house felt so empty when I returned from the vet. I had a new group of keen and nervous women counting on me to show up for their first group coaching session that evening. I had a master class to prepare and I needed to get emails set up to go. I had this podcast to be thinking about along with personal responsibilities like checking in with my mom at the retirement facility and mundane things like remember to put my garbage out that night. After the initial sobbing and feeling sick to my stomach, my brain does one of the things that it does best. It started offering me food of every kind as a way to make me feel better. Sound familiar? Does your brain also do that? In the past, I viewed food as a comforting friend, especially if I was alone. It could always be counted on and tasted delicious, making me feel at least a bit of pleasure. But as you know, that is so short term. It truly isn't satisfying and leaves you wanting more and more, along with maybe feeling gross physically and mentally or mad and disappointed in yourself. When I noticed my immediate food thoughts, it kind of jolted me back into reality. This is what I teach. I made a decision to be aware during this grieving process and tap into the resources I have available instead of eating my emotions and adding more heaviness to my heaviness. I'll share a few of the tactics I used in case you too need this now, or you can always come back to this episode if you experience something similar in the future. First and foremost, I allowed the tears to flow. I cried at the vet's office. I cried while FaceTiming my daughter, who was also crying. I cried as I talked to or even texted friends and family. Cried when I lovingly reflected on pictures. Composed a Facebook post on my personal page. Read the caring comments. Cleaned up the house with all of her reminders. And I cried more the next day when I found her treats in the pantry remembering when she wouldn't even eat her favorite kind at the end. I also trusted my mind and body to release because I now know that grief comes in waves and it won't be this intense forever if I don't resist or repress the emotions. The second tactic was I kept it real. The day I had to say goodbye was also the first day of a two-week sneak peek weight loss group. I shared briefly in a private post and told them I was being supported by my family and friends, so I wouldn't be talking about it on that evening's coaching call unless it was an example to help them. My focus was on them, not me, at that time period, and that was okay. I was able to show up fully for them, and then after, I gave myself to cry as long as needed when I was in the bathtub. And of course, I was missing seeing Miss Asha keeping me company from the bath mat. Tactic number three, I asked myself this episode's question that I teach as a beginning step for awareness and weight loss. What do I really need right now? What will feel good now? And I'll also be proud of later. Sometimes it was, I need to go to bed as I'd had three disrupted nights with her being sick. All the chips and chocolate in the world weren't going to help my tiredness. Some days after an hour of focus time when I felt restless I would ask myself what I needed right now, instead of food, because I knew I wasn't hungry. Without food being the quick fix option, I was able to say, I need to take a break and lie on the couch and just let the tears flow. Of course, I would remember how excited Asha would get, 
and then she would quickly plant herself on my chest, which kept me there longer, listening to her comforting and grounding purring. I would also stay longer, not wanting to disturb her contentment. The fourth tactic is I corrected the inner critic and compassionately comforted myself instead. Here's an example. I would notice a judgy thought that sounded something like this. Clarenda, this is silly. It's just a cat. Other people are grieving humans. You've lost many pets over the years. You grew up on a farm for Pete's sake. And whoa, I even reverted back to the old sayings that I hadn't said since probably my teen years. It would carry on. You've lost your dad and brother-in-law. Seriously, this is a bit much. Nice, huh? And she had such a condescending tone, oozing superiority. I responded with, it's totally normal to grieve her. Grief is real and needs to be allowed and processed for it to be released and let the healing happen. Whether it's pets or humans, it's not silly. It's loving, and I have a big heart and a great capacity to love. So of course I'm going to be sad for a while. I defended myself like I would defend anybody else. And I also gave myself total permission to feel it, to be in it, to take as long as it needed. I was then able to shorten that up after a few times of turning down the volume of the mean girl within. I would be moving from one room to another and notice myself looking for Asha. And I'm still doing that today. I would feel a wave or a sick feeling and I would ask, what am I thinking? Hmm, I miss her. And how am I feeling? Sad. I then compassionately added, out loud I might add, and that's okay. Just like I would say to Bree, my daughter, if she was here and I was comforting her. Again, that shortened to frequent thoughts of, I miss her. And that's okay. As I caught myself going down to feed her, or check on her litter box, or simply look up from my desk, expecting to see her sitting in her favorite spot by the window, when she wasn't hogging my chair or messing up my keyboard, I might add. Being intentional, patient, kind, and loving myself was comforting. It felt good to have my own back. When we can meet our own needs and not have to rely on external things like food or alcohol, we give ourselves a greater capacity to experience all that life has for us. The 50-50, of good and devastating situations, while still losing and maintaining our weight in a healthy manner. This has taken practice, and I have been coached and coached myself on this in other areas, so I was able to benefit from it again and still carry on with helping other women feel light in mind and body. In fact, by not resisting it or being ashamed of it, I might be helping you right now, or you can share this episode with someone who has just recently experienced something similar. This one question, what do I really need, is a great beginning start in your weight loss journey. Support yourself by considering other options that don't only make you feel better for a little while. What can you choose for entertainment besides food or beverages? Why not put yourself lovingly to bed as that is the best solution for your exhaustion? Give yourself a good release by allowing the tears to flow or get them out of your head and down on paper. Talk with a friend without eating at the same time. Allow them to be a sounding board for you and feel their love and compassion. Soak it in. There are so many better options available when we pause long enough to ask and then answer. Fresh air and moving your body are proven to shift your stagnant energy. Be and do what will support you now and for your tomorrows 
and do so with kindness and compassion. I'm here for you. I believe in you. If you are feeling drawn to this feel light mind and body way of thinking, make sure you check out the two link options in the description so I can support you at a more intimate level. Maybe you know right away that you don't want to miss out on joining the Feel Light Mind and Body program that starts on Monday, January 23rd. But maybe you're listening to this after the master classes happen this week. If so, that's okay. Simply join those who have already signed up and we can add you in up until the 24th before the doors shut until much later this year. All right, until next week, I'm sending you so much love. Now, do yourself the biggest favor. From love, take at least one action step from what you learned today. Knowledge without application won't give you the results that you desire. Let me know on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, what you are choosing to do and when. And yes, please leave a podcast review wherever you are listening to this. When people read your words and can see themselves in them, then you are contributing to women empowering other women. And that feels amazing. You just might change or save a life today.